0: To episode 19 of the water cooler podcast my name is marley and i'm joined by cameron as always how you doing cameron i'm good and uh ryan from old man
1: orange back again to Hello. talk thanks. about <laughs> sorry, sorry <go> ahead. <laughs> thanks for having me on it's kind of like every every time we on my show whenever we introduce and marley, oh, oh, marley hey oh just, we just had that thing like, it's just something happens whenever we get a, on a microphone together it just happens that way
0: right especially when we're uh on zoom or zencaster or whatever we record on not like when we're in person or anything like that but but yeah how how you how you, do, how you guys doing today
2: i'm good i'm doing Just pretty crack, good myself cracked open a uh, a beer what, what kind I'm of beer Jill, fat tire amber ale nice yeah it's it's, it's come it's become my uh my favorite beer definitely
0: nice uh, I'm not drinking a beer right now, but if I did, I would be drinking uh new glory at uh, this mind shaker, uh, this mind shaker series. It's a hazy IPA, but yeah. Shout out to new glory. Ooh, lo- local Sacramento. IPA. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this week has been not so eventful unless you were trying to secure a PS five or Xbox series X, but <laughs> did any of you, uh, secure like, my, a console or do you care?
2: My roommate did um he what? busted it out <laughs> on friday uh i think he got it delivered actually mm-hmm. he, he ordered two of them um just to be uh like just to make sure he actually got one and he's gonna sell one of them to one of his good friends but uh he uh opened it up and he uh, started playing it on friday and holy crap that console is huge it's the, ridiculous the, it's like it, i can't take it seriously i can't get over how big the console is
0: is it the ps5 or a yeah, Series a? The, the ps5 yeah it's looks it's so ridiculous like even the box like seeing like videos of like people unboxing like the box of the ps5 is just like this is like it's a, a small PC. child yeah it's a pc at that point uh but but what do you think like Of him playing it, like like. I've only seen him
2: play uh, God of War. I haven't really um, seen next gen stuff yet. Of course, the graphics are incredible. Right. Loading times are great. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on a new Xbox, Mm -hmm. and I I hear just the biggest differences between like my day one Xbox One and the new series X primarily the loading screens are like instant.
0: Yeah. I feel like, uh, out of the, like, cause I, obviously you would see like a graphic difference, like with these new consoles, but I feel like, like for me, like the biggest selling point would be frame rate. And then obviously loading times, like that's like, that's, what's going to make this generation for sure. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, but, but Ryan, uh, did you, uh, did you secure a PS5 or Series X?
1: I haven't. I got a lot of stuff going on right now, so I'm just like looking at that like, ooh, that, that's something I'm going to like, I, I just got to probably wait till later. It's probably A, where it's a little bit more easier to come by, B, where I got a little bit more money in my account coming in. So it's just one of those things where it's just like, I'll get it, I'll get it, but right now, the only thing that looks good to me on, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I like Xbox. I had my, I really liked the 360, but I didn't get an Xbox One, and um, the only thing that really jumps out to me right now is Spider Man Miles Morales on mm-hmm. PlayStation Five, and I still got to beat the first one because I just I, I was procrastinating. I was like, I picked it up for like an hour, like this is a fun game, and I've yet to come back to it, so I still got to beat that, then get this one. So yeah,
0: yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Ryan. Like I'm excited for Miles Morales Spider Man, but I've also haven't beaten the first Spider Man just because. I got, like, I think I'm, like, 80% of the way through, and there's just a point of that game where you just start fighting enemies that are just basically the same, and they look the same, and the entire screen just is just a complete mess, and I just got completely lost, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna stop playing this because it's just a little bit repetitive. Like, it's not it's not a bad game. Yeah. It's just... I I find that happening a lot with, like, video games that I play, like, especially today. It's like, unless it's like a sports game like madden or or like 2k that i can just easily jump into uh i don't know it's just
2: i haven't been playing many um single-player campaign games because of like it takes you a minute to like get comfortable with it
0: Mm -hmm. exactly
1: well Um, i notice, uh, even though it's probably not their intent i noticed a lot of um open world games feel a lot more linear and less like because before it was like, you can go do whatever you want. But now that we've done that, it feels way more kind of linear. Like, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do one of three types of missions. And once I go over here, it almost feels kind of like you're just killing time to a certain extent. There's still a lot of open world games I like, but that's kind of the vibe I get from a lot of them now. Mm -hmm. That's a good that's a good point, because
0: like I played Red Dead Redemption 2, like this generation, like so many hours of that. And I found like like, yeah, that game's open world, but it wanted me to do so many things in like a very specific way. And like some of those things that it asked me to do, like I received like a tutorial, like er- way early on in the game, like maybe an hour in. And then it has me do like that same thing that it taught me like in like in the beginning of the game, like, like I would say like 20 hours in the game. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't even remember how to do this because you had me doing so many things. It's like, I don't know. Maybe that's just showing my age of just like I can't I can't uh grapple like all these new newfangled technologies or something like that but I don't know
1: <laughs> when I was playing old um Red Dead Redemption 2 um something about that game was for a while I was trying really hard to like make the camp happy and do this and do that and go hunting and give them food then I realized wait a minute this is a prequel and before even getting to the end I'm like well, actually, real talk, I haven't beat the game because that's another game I took a break from and I'm going to come back to. But um, I'm just, I know it's not going to end well for this character because I know Dutch is the villain. This is a prequel. and Dutch is the villain in Red Dead 1 and Arthur is not in Red Dead 1. So yeah. I can only imagine not, how not, this not. ends. <laughs> yeah. So well, why am I going out trying to make all these guys happy? They're all going to try to kill me or I'm going to kill them in a game later. So fuck it. I
2: all love right. that game that is that is hands down the best um story in a game i've i've ever experienced and but i also i don't think i've ever been so um like involved in a game and so like uh i don't know i just i i just felt like a part of it but i was so hyped when it came out and it was like the only game i played for like a month i was playing it like 4 to 5 hours a day
1: mm-hmm. one or two
2: Number two.
1: Two? I mean, I really like what I played. I just got to pick it back up. I was enjoying it. Just, you know, life.
2: It's such a beautiful game. And the the ending, oh, it made me cry. There's also like multiple or like three different alternate endings, apparently. Okay. Okay. I was playing it simultaneously with one of my buddies. And he was like a chaotic evil kind of a player. Mm -hmm. And I'm sort of like a maybe chaotic neutral or just neutral kind of guy and we uh shared the uh end scenes with each other and they're they're definitely very different.
0: That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Like I like I didn't hate I don't hate Red Dead Redem- uh, Redemption 2. It's just I don't know, I just found like some of the mechanics just like like I felt Arthur was like super slow and just like it cause Rockstar is really good at making video games. I'll I'll just say that. But I feel like at times, like, especially, like, with Grand Theft Auto V, like, it's like their games are just a little bit too realistic. And I'm just like, I'm playing a video game. I'm like, I like I want like a sort of I don't want it can be be uh, completely simulation. It's uh, I don't know. It's a it like that stuff is cool. It's just like not throughout an entire game, but it's uh, but that's just my opinion. But. There's
1: also things in that one that aren't entirely as clear. Like when you first go and you kill like the legendary bear or whatever, and this is now take this to uh, someone who can make a suit out of it. And it doesn't, it's not exactly, yeah, I had to look that up. I, cause I went to where the thing said, it was still very vague. Like there's no one out here. What the hell? And then like you, you're running and you like your horse runs over a rock in just the weirdest, slightest way. And then all of a sudden horse, like the horse falls over and dies. You have to kill it. And then like, all right, well, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you just go get another horse, and then that horse isn't tamed well, and then you have to tame it, and then you grow a bond with it, and then that horse gets shot in the face by by oh. Indians, and then you're
1: just like I'm like, oh, okay.
2: Like no, flashbacks.
1: I always I have a habit of whenever I get like a horse or something like that, and like, you know, Breath of the Wild, even though it won't fit in the name in there, or like Red Dead. I always name the horse Sir Psycho Sexy off of uh, red-on chili peppers. Hey.
2: I'm like Sir Psycho, <laughs> Sir Psycho
1: Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I like that reference. Nice. You get brownie points, Ryan.
1: I appreciate that. yeah that,
2: That's definitely my favorite band ever.
1: I, they're band with top five somewhere in there, yeah.
2: And that yeah, album they, too, just banger. Every song is a banger.
1: What's well, the Red Hot Chili? Peppers. Oh, sorry, go
0: ahead. it's so every song. It, like, I I don't think there's a single Red Hot Chili Pepper song that I don't like.
2: Oh well, you aren't uh you aren't diving into their discography deep enough well yeah they're definitely um they made four albums before they made blood sugar sex magic in the 80s and i'm i guarantee you off those four albums there are some songs that are a little like you know maybe you know i could skip this one (laughs)
1: i can appreciate the weirdness of like mommy where's daddy i could appreciate the weirdness of that song but it's not exactly like let's jam out to this shit
2: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yep Mm -hmm.
1: Right, you know I like uh, those first four albums still, but yeah,
2: you know. and uh, one hot minute too is a little.
1: I really it, like one hot uh, minute. I think that one's underrated. That that's just
2: me though. One hundred percent is underrated because John Frusciante's not a part of the group then, and it was Dave Navarro, and their their energy just kind of shifted to a little bit more uh depressing because Anthony Kiedis relapsed for the umpteenth time. Yeah. So, we didn't have a, the guitar player that was um, passionate about jamming. You know, Dave just wanted to to make hits and make money probably. And he was also an alcoholic. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's a few things to say about that. I have a lot Never of a good I'll just about say. that band. <laughs> but then John came back and they made Californication and By The Way, which are, in my opinion, the most pure albums they've ever made. By the way is probably my
1: favorite one, I think.
2: It's so good. It's so melodic and beautiful.
0: Yeah, I I like By the Way. By the way is uh is was probably my favorite chili chili peppers album. It's uh it's definitely up there. Uh but like I to be honest, like one of their newest albums, like I actually like the one that Rick uh not the not Stadium Arcadium, but the
1: next one. I'm with the you. one with Dark Necessities. I think that's I'm with No, that's there's the I'm one, with you and then there's I forget what the next one's called, but there's one Our with the,
2: is the one after I'm with you.
1: the with the little girl and the bear walking yeah. on the street. Right? Yeah.
2: The one with the fly on the pill came after uh was the first album they made without or not I mean it was
1: without Frushante, it was like the new the guy.
2: John John left the band for the second time after they made Stadium Arcadium and then they uh brought up Josh Klinghoffer, who had been touring with them. Since By the Way started, and actually, he uh, played with them uh, live during their Stadium Arcadium tour. And then John left for his own reasons. And they're like, well, the only guy that could replace John is Josh, who actually made an album with John separately from the Chili Pepper stuff. I'm With You was a little weird to me, but Dark Necessities was great.
0: That was so it's so good and come to th- come to think of it i don't think rick rubin produced that one wasn't Mm-mm. it like a edm artist
2: i think like, it was the the uh the mouse dude or something
0: yeah it, um dead mouse i'm i'm pretty sure
2: no if, not dead mouse it, it or, was um i'm looking it up right now he he's one half of uh gnarls barkley danger mouse
0: Oh yeah, danger! Yeah, that's yeah. Right.
2: So yeah. Um, he's a little bit more electronic, but mm-hmm. so incredible news though uh, that I just kind of the, the the Chili Pepper fan base is kind of unrevealing. Uh, is uh, well, John's back. John released or John uh, announced his return to the band last year, and we're kind of seeing them pictures of them in the studio, and it looks like Rick Rubin is producing their new album. And every album that uh, Rick Rubin has produced has been a chart-topping hit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Californication, by the way, and Stadium Arcadium were all uh, critically acclaimed as their most successful albums. So I'm hyped. That's good to hear. I'm hyped. Mm. I can't wait for them to uh, release new music
1: yeah i I used to be on top of this like no other but then i, I don't know what happened because i would be keeping my eye uh, to my ear to the ground of whenever a new album was coming out it's like oh i gotta get that so i can throw it on my ipod mm-hmm. but now like spotify's <laughs> thing so i'd be like oh shit oh the heavy came out with a new album or you know or like just something like i just find out like going on there you know yeah but- i haven't
2: heard the name the heavy in a while
1: I like. Them. I like, You know. I don't know. if I, I, yeah. I said a lot about them, but I like the the albums I know of them. You know. That that's a good point, Ryan.
0: Because like I, I feel like with the rise of like Spotify and like Apple Music, like I find it super hard to keep up with like artists that I care about because there's so much music like on on Spotify. At least with like like before like all these music for services came, like I would just go to iTunes and I would just buy like the album by itself, but like Spotify has like music discovery and like all these podcasts now and just, uh and just, I don't know. It's just, there's just so much out there. It's like all the stuff that you normally listen to just kind of gets faded to the back, which I, I guess we can have like a whole podcast about what, how Spotify is just kind of like stealing from artists and stuff like that. And how they're not paying them correctly, but, but i don't know it's yeah, they uh, get
2: pennies on the dime with yeah. streaming they don't make anything off of streaming yeah it, it, streaming is just purely um exposure
0: yeah and uh they spotify pays joe Reagan like 100 million dollars but we won't go
1: there
0: <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but God. i i just find that funny it's like spotify's like oh here's here's like 50 cents a a song or or i think it's like 15 cents like a play or something like that and then you 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 hear news about here's joe rogan on our platform now exclusive and guess how much we paid him yeah
2: that's john gruden money
0: yeah exactly (laughs) yeah uh but i don't know that was a uh that was quite a, a tangent but um uh Ryan Ryan isn't only here just to talk about red hot chili peppers, but he's also here to continue our ongoing series with uh Christopher Nolan. Uh to this week we're talking about Batman Begins, which uh I'm actually really excited to talk about this. So, uh but Ryan, you I would say you're I would say you're a Batman fan? Is is that, <laughs> that
1: That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair to say. Yeah.
0: Like, it, you do Batman cartoons, you do a batman comic you you did a few batman like short films so uh but yeah uh i guess we, we uh have you uh lead off with uh like what do you think of what do you think of batman begins since you've obviously seen it before
1: well uh well i guess you truth be told all right so when i was a little kid um i liked batman and my knowledge was very baseline like whatever the cartoons or the movies told me and uh, be honest, by the time we were going to get Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, I kind of fell off a little bit. But I still liked, you know, the Justice League cartoon and the animated series cartoon. And then um, I never read the comics at that point because whenever I was a kid and I opened up a comic book, it would always be like some kind of world, what if type thing. It would always be like I open up super like Dark Knight Returns. Like, why are Batman and Superman fighting? They're supposed to be friends, you know? Or like I open up some other like an X-Men book and Wolverine kills Cyclops or something like, why is that happening? Oh, it's an alternate future, you know. And then later I would actually read comics like this stuff always gets erased and redone like a few months anyway. So it doesn't really matter if someone dies. So but for that reason, I didn't read the comics for the longest time. Then I saw Batman Begins And I was like, holy shit, it kind of like revitalized my fandom of the character or reminded me why I liked him so much. I kind of got that same vibe I got watching the animated series, but just more a little more grown up. And then um, like a day after seeing that, I actually was going to visit my friend um, James, who I do Octo Rock talk with. I was going to visit him like, let me get some books to read along the way. Like, you know what? Let me pick up some Batman books. So I picked up Batman Hush, a comic I really liked. And read it and just, all right, I guess I'm reading Batman comics now because I'm addicted to this thing now. So, and Batman Begins, I mean, I was already a Batman fan. Batman Begins got me to turn to the comics and I haven't really turned away since. N- nice. Uh, uh, but Cameron, uh, what do what you
0: think of Batman Begins? Just,
2: uh,
0: you, you You said you haven't seen it in a while, right?
2: Yeah, it, it's been a minute for me. Um, I hesitate to say anything uh negative about it uh I think, I, I think the only thing i would say uh before i watched it last night was it's a little forgettable maybe uh i kind of didn't remember the uh elements of the film and you know they had you know dark Knight and dark Knight rises were so like um huge when they came out you know of course i remember the details of those ones but uh when I rewatched it, I was like, forgettable. Are you kidding me? Um I think this movie is most uh symbolic of the trilogy and also like when it comes to Christopher Nolan compared to his last few films that we watched, we're like, holy crap, it's definitely the uh longest and the deepest. I mean, there's so much to talk about here, you know?
1: Mm-hmm
0: i mean you Um, want
2: to talk about like yeah the references and of the batman being a symbol in pop culture or 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 you want to talk about um the set and the production or you want to talk about the themes and the symbols which was really hits me uh in the core well
0: well, from what i got from the like the themes of this movie like i i i think this is like the third time I've seen it. And I love, I really love this film. I'll just, I'll, I'll, uh, start with that. But I feel like the themes of this could are actually pretty simple just because mm-hmm. like, uh, the, obviously the main theme is fear because of, uh, because scarecrow is one of the main villains in this. And like, I think having like, especially like, uh, to have Christopher Nolan kind of start off with like, uh, like a villain of Scarecrow and have like a theme of fear for like Batman. Cause like when this movie came out, like superhero movies were, it, it it was hard. It was hard to find like a, like a superhero movie that uh, kind of related them as like a regular human being. Like it usually like, like superheroes were like, they were larger than life and like they, they, they couldn't do anything wrong. The fact that in Batman begins like, you got to see like his rise and like struggle too, and just his struggle with like fear of bats, which, which, <laughs> which is funny all because of who he is. It's, uh, but, um, I, I just, th- I just find humanizing like a superhero was just really, uh, was, was just really important. I'm like, I applaud Nolan for like sticking, sticking to that, even though out of all the, like uh superheroes even though batman isn't a superhero he's more of a vigilante uh he uh uh he's like the most human out of all out of all of uh uh the really comic book really heroes
2: kind of the first uh movie at the time that did that when i think mm-hmm. of any superhero movies or in that genre before this film yeah it's a larger than life aspect kind of a feel you know Yeah, like, like, uh, and then this one came along, and it's like, well, what if Batman was, uh, how would Batman build himself into that, uh, uh, identity in today's world, in a real world, not, not a, not a, like, uh, George Clooney or Michael Keaton sort of, sort of aspect with Dr. Freeze. And, and it's less comical, but, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. You but, you said that Scarecrow being um the main villain. Um I I would I would, I would say Graza Ghoul is definitely the well, main antagonist.
0: He's one of them. Like I I, I wouldn't say I but, uh, when I said main I probably misspoke, but like he's uh uh cuz in all of Nolan's like Batman films there's all, there's never one villain. There's always like two or three, uh, but I,
2: there's definitely I, one though that um, like parallels with Batman though, right? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of I don't know if Scarecrow really like counters him. He's just there as a pawn to serve Ra's Al Ghul's, uh intention or. Uh, well-
0: Maybe Ryan would be able to like elaborate on this a little bit, just because I feel like out of all like Batman villains, like they're all pretty much weak. Like, uh, like uh, from what I, because from what I've seen, like from like playing like the video games, like Arkham Asylum, uh, I feel like hardly any of those villains can actually hold can actually hold like a uh, um, a storyline throughout the entire movie, except for like Joker, obviously. Like Joker is like obviously, he's he's Batman's like like sidekick in a way, like it's like they they go they go hand in hand. Well, not not like that, but you know what I mean.
1: So I'll um, oh, go
0: ahead. Sorry, uh, no, go ahead, Ren. Mm.
1: When it comes to Batman villains, this is not me being like, oh, let me tell you some about Batman villains. All right, and I'm, you know this is me trying to like fanboy out, but mm-hmm. I'll say something that they've done recently, like in some of the comics as well as most games, is they almost try to make it in a way where joker is always the bad guy and every other villain is just kind of helping him out and and truth be told i don't think scarecrow by himself could really hold a movie uh, i th- he is kind of like one of the other villains they bump into in like a mission or maybe he he's like a one or two issue kind of character he never really has a whole lot of um a whole bunch of uh, big long arcs that go on. I'm sure they're out there if you look long enough. But um, like a character, like you know, Bane or Two Face or Ra's al ghoul or even Catwoman or you know, Hush. Even I think those those are characters who can definitely hold their own movie. But I think it's also one of those things we're at that point now. Before, it'd be like, you get the one villain per movie. Then, like, we well, get the two or the three villains. And I know some people don't like when there's that many villains in there, but I'm like, well, a lot of times the villains are, depending on how they're written, they, they are kind of disposable and they can be used that way for a movie, you know, depending on who it is. Of course, you don't want to see like a character like uh, like Joker or Rageau al Ghul be like the sidekick that gets knocked out like three minutes in, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you're saying rage, but they say Roz
1: and they they kind of it's pronounce different. it rage. And I mean, it goes Depends. back and forth. I like got this big debate right. and. I heard like the guy who made him um, say rage out Ghoul a few times. Like, oh, I'll just take his lead, but out Ra- Ghoul makes sense too. I mean, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, but I,
1: I don't know. I just, I
0: just really love this movie. If I were to like find like a few like quirks about it, I found like after rewatching it like a couple of times, I felt like some of the dialogue was just a little bit too cheesy in a way, but I felt like it was yeah. intentional. Like, it, like, especially in some parts, like, um, but it, it, it just, it, it felt too much a, like a comic book movie where it's like, uh, I, I don't know, like ca- characters like, um, like, it, but I almost feel like it was intentional in that way, just because Nolan, like when creating this film, he w- was ushering in a new era of, like superhero superhero films like 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 i said like you had like movies like spider-man that were larger than life and then you get come out with batman begins where you completely ground the characters and it was almost like no one was like calling back to like those movies and also saying hey this is what uh this is what uh superhero movies are going to be now
2: yeah, this movie definitely uh, served as a big impact for future films, and um, directors like John Favreau and uh, whoever did the uh, Wolverine ones has definitely noted Christopher Nolan in the Dark Knight trilogy to describe their projects. To describe mm-hmm. their, uh, you know, Todd Phillips has too and and. You know, there's a whole a whole list of them, and I think very specifically, John Favreau with Iron Man, uh, has a huge impact because Iron Man sort of kicked off the MCU, and the MCU is definitely a mix of larger than life being very comical and colorful, and also at at the heart of it being very human and being very relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, we can we can relate to these main characters. We can relate to Bruce Wayne wanting to run away from his trauma to go find himself to go, uh, you know, possibly reinvent himself, whatnot. And uh, I I love the first half hour of the film, The, the first act where it shows him the beginning of his life and you're beginning to see the foundation of his character. And, um, really specifically, you mentioned it last podcast is when he's training with the, uh, league of shadows. That's what they're called. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so good. And it, and it really, um, like even after the first act, I'm, I'm always thinking about the first act in the next two ones and how, how it relates and how it pushes the character forward and alternatively how how Bruce's perception of, of certain symbols change, like um, his climb of the mountain with the, uh, the blue winter flower, you know? It's it sort of, at, at, at the beginning, it sort of is a symbol of uh, new life, perhaps, you know? And then when he gets to the top, and he finishes his training, or he's almost at the end of his training. Um, he sort of has a turn on um, the League of Shadows' uh, true intentions. You know, it would seem, it would seem like they're, they're there to um, move past, you know, corrupt bureaucrats to serve their own justice. But they only want to bring darkness into a dark world. And, um, and the Blue Winter Flower, too. You know, it it kind of it feels like precious a little bit at to beginning with, but then they use that to create the uh, the uh, what is it the the drug that Scarecrow uses to yeah yeah. So it's like at first you think you think of the climb of the mountain and the league of the shadows and the flower to be to be a good thing and to to put light into this character, and then it sort of unravels itself to be. Uh, the opposite not what you expected perhaps
0: yeah i i I totally agree with you especially like like i feel like it's it's kind of weird to to see like a turning point in like the first act but like when he has to make that decision of like whether to go with the legal shadows and uh, and 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 uh execute like this uh execute like the civilian and he chose. He chooses. He chooses uh, not to. And I honestly forget like uh, what he says in that moment. But like in that moment, like that's when you're just like, okay, this is Batman because Batman would just yeah. never kill. Never anyone. kills.
2: Yeah. He basically you you don't make your you don't prove yourself any better than the bad guys, mm-hmm. you know. And Bruce wanted to do that. He wanted to kill his father's killer. By a stroke of luck, someone else did it and he got out of that situation and then Rachel um slaps him too and that sort of is his uh moment of realization you know and
0: and even like towards the end of the film where he has the uh opportunity to to kill uh uh Liam Neeson's character right like I don't he, have to kill you,
2: but I don't have to save you either.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just I just love that line so much where it's just like he, he wanted to kill so bad, but he's just going to leave it up for fate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, uh, th- we, we can just gush about this movie like all day long.
2: It's I just didn't know, or I completely forgot that Rachel was recasted.
0: Yeah, uh, to Michelle Monaghan, I think.
1: Maggie,
0: uh, yeah, Maggie, Ma- yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal, which I am actually kind of glad just because I thought Katie Holmes as Rachel was a little... I thought she was a little one note. I didn't like, I thought she, uh,
1: like, I don't know. I, I just,
2: does anyone know why she was recasted?
1: I think it was, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but I think it was all the Scientology shit because she was oh. with Tom Cruise at the time,
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just.
0: I don't know. I just found that like her performance in this was probably, I would say like probably the weakest. Like I never really like, uh, I never really believed much in her character. Cause I, I don't know her, Like I didn't really like see much emotion. Like she definitely as, like, didn't,
2: didn't have her own character development. Like um, like the detective in insomnia mm-hmm. in, in this film in in my eyes she kind of just felt like a character to push forward other characters. Uh Batman. Yeah, her
1: character's the woman. That's she's she's the woman. That's her character, really. Exactly. Uh which
0: I I guess like I, not in all of Nolan's films, you would kinda uh in you would you would kind of see like the woman character a little bit like that, but uh not in all of his films, the 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 female character is like that, but in, in most of his films which is i guess could be the the problem of like male male writers and stuff like that but uh i don't know not not trying to get all feminist or controversial but it's just it's just something to to note but
2: i do notice world. that
1: like oh go ahead dude sorry
2: i just i was just put in a little side note to marley's comment
1: oh okay um it's a
2: man's world
1: <laughs> to bring it back to words of breaks. I think they sing that song in there.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, oh, what was I going to say, um, I think the whole thing with, uh, Katie Holmes's character, it's not that she does a bad job playing the character and it's not that the character is necessarily like unlikable. Cause you know, she is, she does have a goal. She is very work focused. The thing is she doesn't really have like the most personality we see of her is when she's a little kid and that's a different actress Mm-hmm. And then like when she's that little nice exchange that she and Bruce have when they're in his manor, the first time they've seen each other since they were kids. So aside from that, she's just kind of like like, oh, Bruce, you're parting. You could be doing more anyway. Happy birthday. You know? So it's yeah. kinda like it's kinda like she's always just kind of like, Oh god, way to bring down the fucking mood, Rachel. Did but I know? mean also just to- constantly nagging. Just like all women. I mean,
2: I no. Feel just like there, there were important parts that sh- that she her dialogue uh pushed Bruce's character forward. Um when she I can't remember what part it was, but there were two there were two parts that were pretty crucial to me. When she was questioning Bruce's identity, and you know, you are this person on the surface, you're on this person under the mask, and then there's this third layer in the core. You know, and you like completely changed and whatnot. And then when, I like, I can't remember the lines specifically, it's but it's
1: not who it's not who you are on the inside. It's what you do that defines you.
2: Right, like. right. And then he comes back. You know, he calls back to that when he's on the rooftop as Batman, and she's like, "Who are you?" And all that. And he's trying to figure out who she is, who he is. And then he says that line to her. And um, so yeah, she doesn't have um any development but she her service was to uh develop bruce's character
1: yeah she she like pushes it forward and you see that she's like no nonsense she's not exactly even though he has to save her once or twice she's not that much of a damsel in distress but at the same time there's just not much character to her and i'm gonna say unfortunately not really katie holmes's fault but that's probably the weakest thing of the movie is her character really yeah Uh, she she's to put it in like
0: chef terms, I, I kind of see her as more of like seasoning where she's just kind of like, like uh seasoning up like all these other characters and just kind of pushing them along. Yeah. Cause she also does that. She also does that, uh, that to a little bit for commissioner Gordon too. Like, and just kind of, because like she, she's, she's a, um, is she the DA if I'm not. She, you know, works or she, she's
2: the, she works for the DA. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she definitely, like, I'm not sure. I can't remember if they, like, interacted at all, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I just kind of see her as just kind of, like, like, seasoning up, like, all these other, uh, all these other characters, but, um, especially, especially Bruce. But, uh, but that's not, that's not a bad thing. It's just, like, maybe, like, Give give female characters a little bit more stronger roles. But.
1: I think I think she does more in the second movie. We got a different actress by then. Oh
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't remember the Dark Knight too much, so I'll be uh, excited to revisit it a little bit. But the thing that uh, the one thing I do remember a little bit about the Dark Knight, and the one thing that I do kind of have an issue here, is that. The Dark Knight feels like there's a lot of like showing and not uh, and not telling, and in this one you have a lot of characters kind of ex- kind of explaining like their themes mm-hmm. and just kind of like and just explaining like how they how they feel and stuff like that, which is a little bit dis- disappointment just because you are watching a movie. Like I, the thing that like is probably the best example of The Dark Knight is the the opening the opening sequence. Of just like you have like all these characters like interacting and they're not talking at all and the, you you know exactly what's going on. Yeah, uh, I,
2: I, hear, I hear that. Definitely, yeah, definitely feels like Batman Begins. The dialogue um will set the stage for the narrative, especially with Ra's al Ghul, you know, teaching Bruce Wayne about fear, you know, becoming the fear uh and. Really, sort of tells me that um your fears and the trauma that you have kind of serves as as your identity. And Bruce definitely encompasses that. And uh, shit, I'm just, I'm just. Dark necessities are part of my design. You know, like that chili. <laughs> nice callback. Wrong. These are part of my design. The song
1: was originally for the soundtrack. They, mm-hmm. It got into legal trouble, and they couldn't release it till a couple years later.
2: Uh, right more like a decade, later. a decade
1: later really? yeah it was it was a really complicated contract right
2: um the- that, that's so that's so true though you know and and i left this when i finished watching this movie i was like you know like i had a moment of reflection standing in front of a full-length mirror <laughs> and and just like like wow what are my fears and how how do my fears um push me you know how do they um serve as a purpose to my identity you know and it's very uh i I love movies that do that
1: Mm -hmm. Um, going back to what you said a little bit ago marley you said you felt like a lot of the dialogue was kind of forced um I, i i kind of see what you mean i didn't think it was too forced i mean near the end of the movie when like the League of Assassin or League of Shadows plan is going into motion there. That's where it does suddenly get a little bit more comic booky, like, excuse me, I have a city to destroy, you know, like, aha, and my flying blimp almost, you know, but um, aside from like that, I felt like as this movie taps on a lot of themes that previous Batman movies never really did. And I feel like, you know, Tim Burton, when he was making them, he was more interested in telling the villain story. And Batman just happened to be there and along for the ride. And he was just like, I'm different and I'm dark. <laughs> and then you get to the Schumacher movies. And aside from Warner Brothers leaning over their, sh- over his shoulder, making sure it's not too dark so they can sell a happy meal. Those feel a lot more of kind of like, I mean, Batman forever a little bit more, but not, but like the original draft, but um, the other ones are more of just almost still kind of vehicles for the villains and trying, he's just like, I just fight crime. That's what I do. You know, that, and this is like, I think the first one actually do a little bit more deep dive uh, psych, uh psychologically on Bruce Wayne. So yeah. I think having uh, Liam Neeson, uh, saying like explaining his philosophy and having Bruce being kind of like, Oh, okay. I get it up until yeah. it comes to killing someone. Sorry to cut you off.
0: It's okay. It's like, I, like, like that may be an issue that i have but i feel like no no one obviously did it intentionally where the dialogue was forced just because batman movies before like this film they were rather silly like you had like the adam west like 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 I, I don't know whether you want to call it a phenomenon or just just an embarrassment and then you just kind of like all bat like you had bat nipples and then you you had like um uh, like jim carrey's uh the riddler uh, they're just kind of silly yeah, because okay. it
1: has a suit and the Batman and Robin had nipples. What? The suit and Batman and Robin it... has nipples.
2: The, I'm not the lying. Suit.
1: The suit. The suit I has nipples. That. They're trying to make it look like Schumacher said they're trying to go with like like gods, like 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 statues of Greek gods or something, but it just turned out like no dude, it's it's it has nipples for some reason. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's good. Just go back and watch watch those movies, Cameron. You'll you'll, you'll right. see. But uh, but like as I was saying, like it's more like it. Well, kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. But um, yeah, nipples do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like Rocker's Modern Life. Gaze into my nipples of the future. Okay. Well, it's it's like this is this is the first movie to just kind of like obviously take this these characters seriously and oh, like. Geez. And like these and like the little um lines of dialogue that were super cheesy, that was almost like a callback to uh to the movies that came before it. Just yeah. because this movie wouldn't exist really without without like like a Batman movie to come before it. But but that that's basically what I was saying. So
2: yeah. I, see the, I I Google search Batman nipples, I see what you mean.
0: <laughs> that Over like the, in, I hope your safe search I, is on
2: um well, there's not not anything really uh okay don't yeah, no, know anything <laughs> too bad but
1: just don't go past um. page 10 that's probably it starts to get weird yeah
0: <laughs> that's that's the weird part of the internet um uh, but yeah um is there anything else that we we that we need to say about this movie other than the fact that it's great, so uh, i
2: i love the uh color palette how mm-hmm. it's really dark and gloomy, it really sets the tone
1: I think it's a good contrast there's a lot of black and orange mm-hmm. yeah even
0: even though this movie kind of set the stage for most comic book movies to be black and gray, and just I and do remember
2: Jewish. as a kid. Like at the end of the film, when Gordon shows him the Joker playing cards, I was Mm -hmm. like, "Oh my god!" Like the whole—I just remember the whole uh, audience in Sonora going like crazy, like oh, they all yeah, like oh my god, the Joker, and you know,
0: right? Because that's like, like as as I said before,
1: like the Joker is like that that one villain that quintessential
2: Batman villain. Yeah, it
1: would just be really funny. This is like a this is gonna be like um. Another language to like most people but it's just like someone leaves a little th- left a little thing for you like it's a magpie feather it must be magpie like one of those off the wall random villains that <laughs> most people forgot about <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah someone drew an a here for anarchy <gasps> it's anarchist you know just like these villains that nobody gives a shit about like oh really I mean you had an opportunity for Joker but okay yeah no th- 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 throw them for a loop
0: might, might as well so keep them on the keep them on their toes um
1: uh was it gonna oh go ahead sorry no go, go ahead i was gonna say um i didn't know this when i first saw the movie but after seeing the movie and going and reading comics um i gotta say i'm really impressed with how much of the, this movie almost uses like the whole buffalo just about they don't just use the stuff the obvious stuff like nearly every character with the exception of rachel and uh howard's character Nearly everybody on this movie is in the comics one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um even like Detective Flass. he's a crooked cop who's in a couple of stories. Um,
2: that character was in Memento, I mean that actor was in Memento, do you remember that?
1: He was, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
2: at the uh the hotel, the motel.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I was like I thought he looked familiar. I'm like he was the, the he was the clerk so He's
1: also in like Sons of Anarchy. He's like the snowplow guy in 30 Days a Night. All right. yeah, I don't know his name, but yeah, um like, like he's in the comics um down to like uh for a minute, um goulds or Ra's Al Ghul's using the the name Ducard, and that here here's like an interesting like full circle around here, uh in the original like Sam ham draft of Batman by Tim Burton, he was gonna have flashbacks to his training, and he was being trained by a guy named uh Henry Ducard. And then he eventually gets disenchanted because he realized, oh, Henry Ducard is do is like killing people and this and that, and because he was like a he was like basically a, um, a, a a man hunter for like Interpol more or less, and he was an assassin on the side. And then uh, Tim Burton's like, I don't like that, and he took it out. And then later, Sam Hamm went to go. Uh, they invited him to do a st- help write a story in the actual comics, and he did. And that's where he brought in this whole plot point of one of the people that trained Batman. And then years later, that character would end up being the alias for Ra's al Ghul in this movie.
2: Sounds like Christopher Nolan uh, did his homework.
1: Oh, yeah, right. it just, it just, I just think it's interesting. Like the guy who, who worked on the, the uh, Batman 1989, his character wouldn't see the light of day until the Batman reboot. That's, that's crazy. So that's
0: definitely like a six degrees of separation. I think, right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm trying to trying to think like what else. Uh,
2: we got the prestige next.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The prestige. We got the prestige next, which I haven't seen in about five years. Like and like it this I, I feel like this starts like a like a, especially for like Nolan like, uh, starts like a, a love re- relationship with uh, Christian Bale because yep. he's in quite a few.
2: Yep,
0: yeah, and Big uh, Batman but... Begins,
2: Prestige, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. but all like four films within a six year span, seven year span,
0: right? But speaking of like love relationships, going back to Batman Begins, I thought it was a little bizarre and kind of. Uh, I don't know. It, there, There is definitely some tension there between Commissioner Gordon and, and Batman. Like, he's constantly, like, stalking him and stuff like that, and just, like... And what are you implying? Not <laughs> implying anything. I'm just saying, love like, Commissioner Gordon is kind of simping around a little bit. You think there's it's, a love
2: triangle going on here between maybe? Gordon, Batman, and Rachel?
0: That's what you said, Cameron. Oh. So... <laughs> 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 but I'm I'm just saying... And and also I thought like that was kind of a weird turn where uh when Batman like tells Commissioner Gordon to like drive his Batmobile and just all of it, Commissioner Gordon Ooh. just is like he all of a sudden like just like becomes like an expert in driving like this this like tank this tank I'm like, yeah, just an average human being can just hop in this tank and just drive it around and, and like, succeed and save the world at the end of the day. Uh, that's just me nitpicking at that point. But it's just like, did anyone find that a little bit bizarre?
1: <laughs> I didn't find it bizarre because it is. It's like, it's it looks like a tank, but it drives like a car. So anybody could probably fig- figure out how to drive it. Just all little tricks, like the boost and the, the guns. That's probably the thing. I like just, maybe just left little stickies. Like, don't push this, don't push that, you know. The Only thing I'm wondering is like, what if you got to the point where he says like little post-it you... notes? Yeah, exactly. Like what what, what if you got to the point where he's just like he says to him, Can you drive stick? And he says like, no. He's like, Oh, well, we're fucked. <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah, that that that
0: would be a weird situation. Like, well, I guess Gotham is just
2: That's like an just alternate just ending right there. Right? Gordon's no more like, Dark, nope, Knight never never never.
1: Dark Knight <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's really Get
2: yeah. Wayne Manor, and there is no trilogy.
0: Right, it, that that's one dark ending for like Nolan. But <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a Nolan ending.
1: Goes like graves, like mom, dad. I tried. Just goes back <laughs> in the house.
2: Gordon know how to fucking drive stick shift.
1: Then the, the, you, okay. the, and then
0: uh um uh, the, the, forget the name of the butler uh. Yeah, Alfred's just standing in the in the distance, just a single tear. Just like <laughs> crying. <laughs> Which uh I'll I'll just say like uh like throughout this entire film and even throughout the entire like trilogy uh, uh, of of this is Alfred just feels like he's gonna cry the entire time. Like there there's so many points throughout like this entire trilogy, I feel like
2: with that Alfred- being said, I think he um that actor puts on one hell of a performance.
0: Yeah, for sure. Not or as a side character, either. you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of emotion in his performances.
0: Yeah, Bruce Wayne's kind of throws him like doesn't re- he can't really throw him a bone like he freaking like he brings Rachel back to the Batcave and he makes freaking Alfred like freaking take out the trash. I'm like, okay, this freaking really old man. You got to like he has to like drag like this. I, she doesn't seem that heavy, but still, it's like he, Alfred's like super old. It's like, I mean,
2: have you ever tried to carry a body around?
0: Yeah, no, I've <laughs> never. Out, right? yeah. Well, I've, I've never really had to carry. I think, well, I guess carrying my drunk friends home from the bar, but, but I've tried. I've tried.
2: You know, I've wrestled with my friends and it's, it's not easy. It's not easy picking up a, um, a rag doll body, you know? Right. Who just says, I just go limp and and you have to like, yeah. Any, anyway, anyways, the prestige. Yeah. yeah has exactly. a significantly smaller budget mm-hmm. than Batman Begins.
1: I which would be not too long ago. I wouldn't have suspected that. Um, I think
0: I like that you mentioned that Cameron, just because I feel like this kind of sets like a, like, it sets like a tone, especially for Nolan, just because Nolan usually, especially now, since after Batman Begins, he does like a bigger film. And then like after that, he usually does like, a film. film like, yeah, he he, he kind of not necessarily dumbs it down. It's or just kind of uh, he does a film for him. So it's like, yeah, uh, a pre- yeah. I'm just but, like uh, looking
2: through all the other films he made after this and mm-hmm. they all have incredibly huge budgets. Except for the prestige, which kind of makes sense, you know. There's not a lot of crazy shit going on, but like, still, mm-hmm. Oof.
0: yeah. Uh, I'm excited to revisit it again. Uh, I that that has Christian Bale
1: and then Wolverine in it.
2: Batman versus
1: up. Wolverine is what the movie is really. Yeah,
2: Wolverine would kick his ass.
1: Who can pull? Uh, well, I can go either way. I don't know. I can go either way on that. Really, I mean, Wolverine can favorite.
2: regenerate. You know, like yeah,
1: but I mean, world. I don't want to bring this one up. But Batman in the comics has beaten Superman, so I, I could see him putting some kind of trap for Wolverine. But at the same time, yeah, it's
2: environmental.
1: I, I could. It varies. It, it really varies. I mean, if somebody told me Wolverine would win, like I'm, I wouldn't debate it. But at the same time, I'm like, Here's I the know either the
2: woods one. Wolverine, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: The, this sounds like we need to bring back
0: that death battle show.
1: I uh, don't. That show. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> there, there's not a show that I don't think broke up more nerd friendships than that show. Like, no, yeah. that's bullshit. That's bullshit. No, you don't really get it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I really don't watch that. I mean, How about
2: some... Celebrity Death Match? Nah. Y'all yeah. remember that show though?
1: Yeah, kind of. I, yeah. I, I remember it a little like bit, like
2: claymation too. boxing matches.
1: I don't remember yeah. it being that funny. I remember there being like a, a couple of funny jokes here and there, but most of the time I just remember being kind of like. Even as a kid, being kind of meh about it. Yeah. I That that was
0: on like the same time as like Crank Anchors, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. around that time.
0: I think I remember watching a little bit more Crank Anchors than Crank Anchors
2: that was one. hilarious. That one
0: was yeah. Good. yeah I really S- one. Such a good show.
2: I love but, Special Ed.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got mail. Right.
2: Yay. <laughs>
1: sarah silverman like talking like calling an it guy and then like fucking masturbating over the phone like then put in the output server yeah 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 all right stop 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 oh my god (laughs) can you
0: can can you watch that at all like on i wonder if comedy central has it on their streaming service but they most likely do
2: i'm I'm sure you'll find skits on youtube
0: yeah, for prob- probably just the entire season is just on YouTube. That's probably Chris
1: Nolan's next big like project: Crank Acres, the movie. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I want to dive deep into the mind of a crank caller. Oh my god! <laughs> what is it that makes them do what they do? And with puppets still.
2: Starring Hugh Jackman and John David Washington. <laughs>
1: most intense crank calls possible. The, the, that's, that's when we just find out that
0: Tenet is just, that's, it's just crank anchors. The movie. It might be, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It, yeah. I haven't seen it either. So Me neither. So yeah, that's what I hope, we're.
2: I hope when we get around to that, like in late December, um, it'll be the first time all of us watched it.
0: Well, that's the goal. Yep. With, with yep. the series, but as hopefully it's the goal for like everyone listening to, but but uh, I'm I'm definitely excited for it, and I will I just find like VOD this whole. Hmm?
2: Will it be on video on demand by then?
0: Uh, I think it's going to HBO Max on oh, really? uh, December 25th, oh. on Christmas. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, so subscribe to HBO Max now if you, exactly. especially if you got a free trial, because that shit will probably run out by by the time Tenant will. Be released. I'm so. just gonna pirate it. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> uh you no one no one heard that. Cameron's gonna legally buy this and uh he's gonna give money to Christopher Nolan. Who's I have no shame, about.
2: Marley. Uh, no shame. No shame in being a pirate. Okay. Well C yeah, because you play Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is my favorite game. Right. The the other day I uh sunk this girl's boat and she had a crap ton of loot. On, on it on the boat and she begged me not to take it i had no remorse i took it and i killed her oh my god it was my so biggest smile across your face in the process huh
1: a faint smile across your face in the process <laughs> yep. it's your tears that bring me life <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> i mean i only ever play that game to steal other people's shit
1: it's well, it's literally
2: that you, called Sea of Thieves." So. Yeah,
0: you're you're playing into the game's title, so
2: yeah. yeah. And people get mad at, at the, the the fact that I steal their shit, and I'm like, well, you know, you're you shouldn't play this game then.
0: Maybe you should play Minecraft instead, where everyone's sunshine and rainbows. I don't
2: know. When I play that game, I kind of do the same things. <laughs> <laughs> I have well, been I've been banned from a particular friend's, um server because i would steal his valuable shit
0: whenever i play minecraft it's always and no one steals my shit well i don't play with cameron but but um sorry continue. A, a creeper usually just blows up my shit so
2: i always make um underground tunnels um that lead to my friend's bases without them knowing and then they'll discover it and they'll be like uh cameron what is this and, like <laughs> I just got bored. <laughs> so what I always do, so I always have a secret, tu- secret tunnel. You know, like Avatar.
1: Right. I know that we're jumping a few movies from now, but I'm thinking about Dark Knight, and there's that whole speech Michael Caine gives to Bruce to help him understand the Joker better. He says, "When we were in B- Bermuda, and he's going on the story, like we found them, we found them tossing like the blood diamonds right into the water. You know, and they're just like I'm just imagining, just like." Him just talking about like when I was playing Minecraft the other day, somebody built a tunnel leading right to it. And when I found who it was, I just saw him destroying all my coal and all my amber. Like you know, <laughs> and he's just like some people just want to watch the men burn, especially in Minecraft. <laughs> and that that and those some people are Cameron Avery. Some people, I have other like,
2: friends that are incredibly more ruthless than I am. That it's joke like, probably would yeah.
1: have been better if I knew Minecraft shit. I never played it. <laughs> That, that, that no that's a first. I thought you played
0: it, didn't you? Don't you have it on PlayStation at work?
1: No. Oh,
0: Okay, well, it must be. Well, let's start else. a
2: Minecraft server then.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: I'll show you guys my ways.
0: And in in, in twenty twenty, let's start a Minecraft server.
2: I mean, it's kind of the perfect year to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it, or Animal Crossing, which I need.
2: I haven't picked that up in months. I keep telling you yeah, I will, but like, meh.
0: Neither have I. I, I actually, I, I actually sold my Switch so I can pick up a Switch Lite because really? uh, yeah, um, I'm actually going to get that on Friday. So like
2: the like the the undockable one.
0: Yeah, I I just wanted one with a. D, I just wanted a Switch with a D pad because oh. yeah, so like a real
2: D pad. Yeah, not, not the singular buttons.
0: Yeah, not those knobs. Mm-hmm. they're not buttons they're just knobs <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but yeah um yeah i think the that wraps up episode 19 batman begins go see it if you it, or watch it if you haven't seen it
2: and then watch the prestige uh, right after
0: yeah for sure um uh, i don't really have anything else to close on uh ryan where can everyone find you
1: on the internet Um, you could probably find my other podcast, old man, orange. Uh, we have a website, oldmanorange.com, with links to all other shows. Uh, I'm also starting a new show called Octo rock talk. And, uh, as far as social media stuff, I'm on Instagram at grit five. And my Twitter is done is at done Ryan, but, uh, it should be told I've been on my Twitter in a while, but I'll be jumping on that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, You can
0: also uh, listen to Cameron on SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, Did you you release any new songs?
2: Yeah, I kind of had this uh, cool kind of like meditative song that I released um, the other day. Um, Trying to to make more um, stuff that isn't just guitar, but it's hard not to because I'm a guitar player. I'm also on Twitch um the scat master <laughs> um i stream sea of thieves pretty regularly just for fun if you want to see me steal shit from other people mm-hmm. and give them birthday bombs uh yeah
0: right uh and then you could follow me watch my shenanigans or look at my shenanigans on twitter at, at MSilverbrand. uh trying to start my youtube channel up again we'll see i'm trying to figure out what i'm actually going to be doing with that uh not not really going to give that one out yet so but just stay tuned uh then you could um if you just if you want to reach out to me just reach out to me on twitter and uh be sure to rate and review this podcast because that that definitely helps out like on itunes and helps helps us rise in the ranks and uh just give us feedback too because uh This podcast, this podcast isn't perfect. And we definitely would like feedback if we couldn't improve in any way. So, uh, but yeah, um, I just have to say, just wear a mask, be safe out there. Um, cases are rising every single day. Just be safe and be smart and, uh, be nice to everyone. That's basically what I have to say. Uh, my name is Marley Silverbrand.
2: I'm Cameron Avery.
0: And I'm Ryan Zundigan, And we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.